0: How's it going guys? Jared Lopes back here with you on the Dad Tired Podcast. It's good to be with you. Hey, this week, earlier this week, I was trying to go to sleep um, and I just had a bunch of ideas and thoughts running through my head. And one of the thoughts was, uh, I wonder uh, if a couple would be willing to come on to the podcast and just share with us like what they're currently dealing with. Not like a testimony of like where they were and where God's brought them, which is awesome. Those are amazing. But I wanted just like some a couple in the thick of it. And, uh, and so I just reached out on all the social media channels. I reached out on the Instagram page and dad tired clothes group. Um, but then I also reached out in the, um, we have a closed marriage group on Facebook called tired and true. If you're not part of that, you should definitely come be part of that. But I reached out on all those places and was just like hoping to get somebody, (laughs) hoping one person would respond and say, yeah, we would be brave enough to come on. Uh, and I was super surprised. Uh, I kid you not when I tell you I had hundreds of people, hundreds of couples write in and say, uh, me and my husband or me and my wife are going through it. Like we're in the midst of it and we could just really use some help, um, and the, the thing is, I've, I've spent the last 13 years walking through life with couples. Uh, I'm not a counselor. I'm not licensed counselor. I don't have any uh, long, fancy letters behind my name or fancy degrees. I'm just a pastor. Um, and so as a result of that, I've had a chance to like walk through life with a bunch of people. And so uh, these people reached out and said, "We can we process life with you? We, we're we we're like desperate, uh, desperate enough to even like talk to you, Jared. Uh, well, we could use anything at this point. They didn't say that, but... Uh, anyway, so I was like, I was a little bit overwhelmed. Um, but one couple stuck out to me. There's a couple named John and Rocio, and they said that they're just in the thick of it. They literally, they just had their third baby boy three weeks ago. Uh, and then just a young couple, they've been married like close to what Layla and I have been in. We're about to have our third. Uh, they just had their third. I don't know. There's something about them just stuck out and really resonated with me. And so, uh, I invited them on. I, I, I'm fascinated by this kind of podcast. One, I've never listened to a podcast that was basically a, a, uh, where you could be a fly on the wall in a counseling session, uh, where you could like, sit in and just basically hear a couple as they're struggling through and that's what they did they allowed us to hit the record button and then to post it for all of you to listen to and they were just really vulnerable and really raw about where they are so uh, I commend them for their bravery I thought that that was super cool but also um, I think that there's just they represent a ton of couples out there and they represent a lot of people who are probably listening to this podcast right now um, I think that they're bits and pieces of their story that almost every couple can relate to. Um, So if you're listening to this alone, um, I would highly recommend sending this episode to your spouse and just inviting them to listen with you if you can't do it together, which I know is really hard with kids and jobs and all that. Um, But just send them the link and then both listen to it today or whenever you get a chance and sit down and just talk about it and process what you hear because I think pieces of their story can be really encouraging to you even as they're in the thick of it. So anyway, I'll step out of the way uh, and we'll just dive right into this time. Um, Thanks for listening. So I put on, I I put on really all the social media channels. Hey, if you're a couple that's struggling right now and you just want to process with somebody, um, reach out to me and you reached out to me. And so I'm curious, um, why you reached out.
1: I think because we're in the midst of it, it kind of made me reach out because I really wanted, we were going to counseling a few years ago and, um, that really helped. And I think we kind of got off of that track and it was kind of me thinking that this might bring us back into that realm. And I know that John listens to Dad tired, and he or listens to you. And um, I feel like maybe he was he would be on board with it. And discussing it with him, he was yeah. kind of a little hesitant. But
2: I was a little you know. bit odd. But I mean, um, I think it, it was good because right right now is there's a lot of stuff going on, and it was kind of good timing. So it, it yeah. made sense.
1: And we thought that, you know, maybe sharing our story, um, or our struggles that, and, and being vulnerable and all of that, that, that would help other people Yeah. Uh, too. So,
0: yeah. Uh, Rosio, when you were saying you're in the midst of it, John, you nodded your head like, yep, we are in the midst of it. What would you say is like the midst of it? What are you in the midst of?
2: I mean, just there's like, I think we brought in a lot of stress all at once in our, in our relationship, just because like, We moved, um, a a year ago to Arizona, you know, from Indiana. And then, um, we bought a house and then, uh, you know, got pregnant with our third boy and then, um, decided to flip our house. And I went, I did all, most of the, I would say 90% of the work on the house. So a complete remodel. And then, um, you know, then the baby was born, like, Two weeks after we, you know, we sold, put the house on the market, and yeah. it was just like everything was happening all at once. And yeah, a I lot think, of stress. Yeah, a lot of different things have fed into uh, the, you know, what's causing all the like, they're causing the stress. So yeah, um, yeah. I guess so I think
1: it 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 really made all of the little things from before yeah. even more magnified, if that makes sense. Yeah. So all of the tension that we probably had before with more stress and the pregnancy and the, you know, now we have a newborn, um, it just made it a lot more magnified. And so, um, that's kind of what we're in the midst of a lot of communication, miscommunication between the two of us. Um, you know, and, and, and trying, I mean, we have three under five right now.
0: It's
1: crazy. So, it, so it's, a, yeah, it's very crazy. It's chaotic. And, um, that's kind of where we're at. Um,
0: yeah. What do, I mean? Like, what do you guys, where are you missing the mark? Like, where do you feel like you're struggling
1: for me? Um, with my husband, he isn't very good with being intentional when he comes home, um, to be intentional with me as far as c- conversations, um, and being intentional with his kids. Um, I feel like he comes home and he's very grumpy. He's very um, stressed out from work and he puts that off on me and he puts that off on our children right away. Um, we've had that discussion where, Hey, like sit in your car for like an extra 10 minutes and kind of de-stress yourself before you walk into the, into the door so that you're not putting it out on us. Um, and that just doesn't happen. And it's hard for him to do that. Um, so that's kind of, that's a lot of the time where I fight with him because I don't want him I'm like, don't yell at the kids like that or don't, you know, um, don't put off that stress because it stresses me out because I see the children and how they react and they get upset. And I'm, I'm a stay-at-home mom, so I hear it from my oldest. Why does dad, you know, why is dad so mad at me or why does he do this or why? Do, and, and that hurts me and it hurts him too. I know it, like it affects him. And so we're trying to process that as a couple, but I think that... John has a harder time processing that too.
0: So if if you could like boil it down into like a sentence when you're laying your head on your pillow at night and it's like quiet and you're going to sleep and you're just like in your thoughts, what is like the one thing that you're most hurt by or frustrated with when it comes to John or your marriage?
1: One sentence. (laughs) If I don't start crying, um, I think I'm just – I'm really just frustrated that we can't talk, like, on, a, like, a real level, like, just talk. Like, I want to be able to talk to him about, gosh, about my dreams, about, like, the, the things that are on my heart, you know what I mean, for, like, our kids or for us as a couple. Like, I want to be able to do that, but I get so – I don't want to like stress him out more or feel like I'm putting more on his mind because I know that work is a lot for him or I know that he has a lot with the house and us closing on the house and having to move. And, you know, that's a lot on, on him. And I understand all that, but I want to be able to just sit down and talk to him. That was longer than a sentence, but
0: yeah. Yeah. John, like, what is that? What do you feel when you hear that?
2: I mean, I, she, you know, I, I know that. And, um, she's, you know, she said that to me in the past and I, I feel like I try to and there's times where I do, we sit down and we have a good conversations and, but then it's like, you know, it'll, something will come up or it'll just, you know, just the stress and the stuff that going on, you know, day to day stuff takes my attention and then I just, you know, lose track of being, uh, Intentional and you know talking sitting down and giving time to you know talk to Rocio and um, You know seeing where she's at with things. I don't really I'm not one to Share my feelings a whole lot to people just because I just haven't ever done that yeah. and I've done that more so since being with her and you know being married to her but um, It just doesn't come natural to me to do it for myself, so I just tend to not I tend to forget to that she is very emotional and needs that outlet.
0: Yeah. How long how long have you guys been married?
1: It'll be eight seven. years this it'll be we're seven and a half. Yeah.
0: <laughs> What's your when did you get married? Twenty twelve. Oh, it's gonna be seven. We've been
1: together oh, for eight. Oh my gosh. Yeah, we've been together for eight
0: years.
2: Yeah. yeah. Eight so, years yeah. together, seven years married.
0: Okay. Sorry. John, do you, like yeah. has there ever been a time where you feel like you were more intentional at just like checking in on her heart and asking how she's doing and kind of giving her that time, that emotional space and that she needs, or has it always been a struggle? Is really what I'm asking.
2: It's, it's kind of been a struggle for the for kind of for the most part, but I'd yeah. say probably before we had the kids, that <laughs> was yeah. That was probably it. I mean, with that then it was just us. So it was like, you know, we yeah. always were, you know, focused on each other. So it was a little bit easier. And we didn't have a house, you know, we lived in an apartment and there's zero, um, other stressors going on in our lives. Like, you know, there's
1: no maintenance,
2: no work. Yeah. Anymore. Nothing to do around the house. You know, it was just yeah. go out and, you know, have fun and hang out with each other. Lots of date nights. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Back. Yeah. I hear yeah. you. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. Do you feel, the The same like stress in your marriage as what she's expressing?
2: No, not, I don't think so. I feel, mainly my, my stressors are trying to, or thinking that I, you know, that I need to focus on taking, and in my mind, I am, you know, taking care of the family and, you know, her and all that, but the way I see it, like I think of it as financially, I have to make sure everything's good and, you know, we have a place to be, you know, live and all that and, you know, whatever projects I'm working on or we're trying to get finished, you know, as a, as a family or, you know, need to get done. And that's my stressors. Hers are what well, she said, you know, having time to talk about, you know, sit down and talk and our dreams and things like that. I'm more focused on like, okay, what do I need to do to take care of you know my family right now? And right. Uh, so, yeah, minor, and that's, I think is fairly typical for a lot of guys is just, you know, they think they have to provide and that's it type yeah. of a thing they forget about the other stuff that is involved with
0: it. Yeah. Have you, have you guys heard the analogy that, uh, women's brains are spaghetti and men's brains are waffles? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so like a men, men can compartmentalize things and yeah. women, like everything touches everything. So I, I think for just us dudes, it's really easy to be like, I'm checking off the work box. And then we kind of prioritize those. So like, I know that if I don't work super hard that we're not going to get money and we're not going to have a house. And then like, we're going to, you know, you like play yeah. out those priorities. Oops. and
2: That's what I do. I, I think of like the worst case scenario and Rocio was like, yes, but, but that's not going to happen. She's like, right. it'll be fine in the end. She's like, just, yeah, that's what I do. I, I always worry about like exactly what you're saying. Just like, you know, I have to provide for the house and, or the family and then we're going to lose the house and then, you know, blah, blah, blah. So yeah, yeah. I know it's not going to happen, but, sitting here now but at the time it's like that's what's gonna happen you know in my mind yeah
0: yeah you when you reached out uh you had mentioned that you guys that you've gotten to the point where you've you're saying things to each other that's kind of like you're seeing your worst moments into each other and you're like you're saying things to each other that you regret saying you've even said hurtful things to each other uh in front of the kids um has it escalated to that point where you guys are like fighting? What does fighting look like for you guys?
1: It's not pretty. I think I've gotten to a point because I don't talk to him and we don't have those types of conversations that I feel like I've become very bitter inside. And because of that, I lash out in, in ways that I know that would hurt him and that would be being disrespectful to him. And I know I'm not respectful. I say, I say very, very hurtful things. And, um, and saying it in front of the kids, I know affects them because then they bring it up, you know, to me or they'll say things. And, and I don't, I don't want that. I don't want the kids to, to not be nice to their dad because I'm not nice to their dad. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Um, is that a two way street? Are you guys both saying hurtful things in the midst of fights, or is it really you just saying hurtful things to him
2: um, i'd say i I tend not to, yeah, because i uh like growing up, my parents would you know they'd argue with each other and stuff, and they'd say things to each other and i i like as a kid, I was like, man, I will never do that because I hate when my parents argue you know and fight, and it wasn't like very it wasn't too crazy but it was it was enough that i told myself i don't want to do that yeah. so so he's I, the avoider
1: i don't of fights I, yeah I, I absolutely
2: away. hate arguing yeah. and that's and rocio knows that so if we do get into a fight it's like i'm like you know i try to stop it as soon as i can and she knows that i don't want to fight so if she's mad at me then she makes sure we make it. sure yeah. that the fight continues so that's what bothers me i say that's that's what kind of uh yeah it, I'm not I'm not one to, you know, lash out and say things just because I would never liked hearing it as a kid, so I, I tend not to. Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know. John, are you emotional? Are you an emotional guy? Like do you show your emotions?
2: Not maybe more so than I used to and mainly just to Rocio, but it's not not really. I mean yeah. I I'm very I don't know, more of like a I'm a logical thinker and I don't really no, not really.
0: Yeah.
1: And I'm the opposite. I'm yeah. very emotional.
0: Right. Yeah. I wonder, Rosie, how much you provoke, um, like, and keep poking and keep poking just to get some rise of emotion out of yeah. him. Um, just to see something, even like, even if it's not something good, um, it's, you just want to see some kind of emotion out of him. Do you feel that at all?
1: Absolutely. And that was, uh, I think one thing that we even talked about in some of our counseling sessions, I, Because I'm such an emotional being, I tend to do that to just bring whatever I can to the forefront of our, of our relationship, any sort of communication that I can get out of him, whether it's anger or anything, I'm going to try to do that. And so if fighting is the only way that we can communicate, if you will, um, then that's, that's what I, that's what I do. Mm. And I know that's very wrong,
0: but well, I mean, it's human. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it, it's well, for right or wrong. I don't know, but it's human, right? Like, because um, all of us want to feel safe with the people that are closest to us. And if you're not, like, if our kids are, when they're babies, they reach out for us to hold them, right? They cry when they're really young and they reach out to, for us to hold them. Um, that's their way of saying, like, I'm vulnerable. I'm scared. I need help. We never really grow out of that. Um, we just get older <laughs> um, and we learn how to communicate hopefully our emotions kind of better and we can kind of talk that out. But at the end of the day, when we feel unsafe and in need, ultimately we're just still like that little baby, just like I'm, I need help. I need something. I need to feel safe. And when all of our like um, social norms kind of are broken down uh, and we're vulnerable, we just like, we cry, we fight, we scream, but we're really just like kids um, who desperately need help. And you're not feeling it from John. And so, yeah. you you know, it's it's much like a kid just kind of throwing a tantrum, something to, like, get your attention. Um, yeah. Yeah. John, when you, like, go to bed, dude, like, are you, is there anything that you're scared of or anything that's bothering you?
2: Not, um, I don't just depends on, like, the day, I guess. But whether it's something to do with, you know, work or whatever is going on, right, you know, that time during the day or the previous, you know, hours before that or whatever, maybe, but. I don't know. I mean, I don't want, I guess one of my biggest fears is I don't want Rocio to, you know, get to the point where she doesn't, you know, where she's tired of me and just wants to, you know, leave and not, you know, be in a relationship anymore. That's, I don't want to lose her because I do care a lot about her and and the kids and everybody. And so, um, that's, you know, that's a fear I have. Obviously, I don't want to drive her to the point where she wants to, uh, not put up with me anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Just to put up with me, I wanted to, you know, I want, I want to improve, you know, the situation that we're in, and you know, find, um, find what works, and you know, what she needs, and try to give her that.
0: Yeah, if if your scale was, or if your marriage was on a scale of one to ten, this is for you, John. Like, and ten was like you guys are just in your mind, you your marriage is like operating at the best it could be, and zero, obviously, being the opposite of that. It's just you're you're about on the point of divorce, where do you think your marriage is right now?
2: I mean, it depends on, you know, the, the day or the week. Today, today, like and down today, um, probably like four, maybe
0: mm.
2: not that. I mean, t- today's been okay, but maybe better than other days. But yeah, I mean, probably like a four somewhere around there, somewhere around the halfway point, probably. Hmm. But previous to that, I mean there's been other a lot lower days. So
0: what would you say?
1: I like I always tell John that he always thinks that our relationship is on the better end of the spectrum right. than it really is. Right. And I'm like, you live in this fantasy world because I I see it that we're like at this crossing point and, and I am ready to not to like pick and choose on whether or not I want to continue or whether or not I need to think about me and the kids. Mm. That's where I feel that I'm at. And mm. I don't think that he sees it, that it's like that extreme. Yeah. He likes to play it cool, if you will. Yeah. In that part. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Can I give you guys like my honest thoughts and just like 20 minutes of conversation and hearing you guys a little piece of your story? Sure, sure. (laughs) So um, first, I'd actually don't think that you guys are um, as bad in a spot as it probably feels in your brain um, because you're in the midst of it. Like it's really, really hard to see objectively um, when you're in the midst of the situation. So I think that just like, talking to hundreds and hundreds of couples in the last 13 years of my ministry and just like doing this with lots and lots of couples. I don't think that you guys are actually as far away from a 10 uh, as you probably feel like you are. And I can even see the way you're looking at me. like, Jared, you have no idea. You don't like, you haven't heard all the stories. Um, but I just really don't think that I really think you're just like missing on really simple, um, like really simple stuff. And, when when you just said, I think that he's playing it cool, I, I don't know if he's playing it cool as much as he probably in his mind is uh, the way that he's trying to show love and the way that he knows how to show love. He's like kind of working towards that. And, and for him, I imagine, John, correct me if I'm wrong, but I imagine for you, like love is like, I'm here every day, like I'm not out cheating on you. And if maybe there is, I you can tell me if I'm, if I, you know, okay. So there's no cheating. There's no like that happening. So for him, it's probably just like, I'm going to work hard and I'm going to try to provide for this family. Uh, and that's like, those are what I feel like I'm showing up. I'm being faithful and like, uh, not cheating on you and I'm working hard to get us money. And that's like, as a man, what I know to do to show you love. And so I'm kind of doing that. Like, doesn't feel like we're at a one or a two. It kind of feels like I'm doing what I know how to do. And for you though, you're like, you're not doing anything that I want you to do to show love. Like I don't care if we're homeless. I'd rather you like snuggle me on the couch and talk about our dreams uh than and be homeless, right? That'd be weird. You wouldn't have a couch if you're homeless, but uh, you know, just sitting and talking and really sharing life together. And so I think you just like miss it, like really simple stuff. I don't think he's as far away from where you think he is. Like, I don't think he's as disengaged as you think he is. Um And I think he recognizes the stuff in you that he knows you need in marriage. Um But he, it probably feels really, really foreign to him on how to actually provide what you need. Am I off on any of that? Is there anything I said right there that you're like, ah, that doesn't make sense. Or I don't think I get it.
2: No. For the most part, that's pretty accurate. Yeah, and I'm, it is. And I'm pretty good at giving her, you know, quality time together on the couch and watching movies and stuff like that. It's not all the time, but I mean...
0: That's Hold on, let's mind. let's pause right there because you made a face like that's not true. I did it
1: because it's not true. Because well, if I want to sit yeah. and I want to watch a movie, like just us two, he, he doesn't. He doesn't like any of the shows that I like, well, which is fine. I get it. But he would rather just play video games at that point. And, and then he does. And then he thinks that that's spending time with me when in reality, I just want him to watch whatever I'm watching and just like be with me rather than clicking away at his computer. Um,
2: okay, so what- I think
1: him being, I think he thinks that his body being right next to me is being like, and, like, not really paying – I mean, obviously in a movie you don't pay attention, but he was not holding me. He's not, like, you know, massaging my head. I don't know. Something, like, that you would do if you're, like, cuddling on a couch or whatever. Um, instead, he's looking at his screen and I'm looking at my screen, if you will. And, and I feel like that's more avoidant than, than anything. Um, but he thinks that he's – well, I'm right here, so that I'm spending time with you. And it's not – my love language – and I, and I, I tell him this all the time is quality time, spend time with me, talk to me. His love language is physical touch and, and it's not mine at all. And, um, he, I feel like he, it, it's still hard for him to understand that sort of like love language of mine. Like he doesn't, he thinks just being right next to me is spending time with me and it's not like I want conversation even during a movie, like let's talk or, I don't know. I just don't think that he that he does that he does that, even though
0: he thinks he does.
1: So that's why I gave the face.
0: <laughs> that's why what?
2: That's
1: why I gave the face.
0: I see. It's just yeah. John, did you have thoughts on that?
2: Well, I mean, I we can sit here and argue with what whatever all day long but it depends on the sh- the the movie if it's a movie that we're watching okay then yes i i don't i disagree with what you said but if it's like a reality tv i hate reality tv and i don't like watching the kardashians and other various shows like that similar and so that's when yes i do not watch those with her because it's i have zero interest in that type of stuff so if it's like a, if it's like a movie, like a, you know, an actual movie, not like a show, then typically, yeah, we'll, we'll watch it together. And I'm not going to ignore that, but if it's, yeah, if it's reality TV or something like that, then if it's a show, she like that, I just, yeah, I don't, I, I zone out because it's just not what I'm interested in
0: watching. Yeah. though those, like, that's just symptom stuff. You know, that's not getting at the heart of the problem. That's just symptoms. What do you feel loved by her? Do you feel like she's loving you fully?
2: Um, lately, no. I mean, I just mainly because the thing she says, like when we're arguing, like, you know, she, like we talked about earlier, like the hurtful things, like it's just, I don't feel at all respected, but the stuff she says is this, like somebody who respects you would not say those types of things. Mm-hmm. And so I just, those instances, no, I don't, but there's other instances where, yeah, I I feel like she still loves me. So, And, you know, she shows it in some instances, but yeah, uh, with lately with the things like with when we do argue lately, it's the thing she says is just, no, I, they're disrespectful and I just don't like it.
0: Mm.
2: And she knows that. I think she's aware of that. I do.
0: Yeah. Who do you guys want to be? A 10. What was it? A 10? Yeah. But yeah. What does that look like for you?
2: That's what you're referring to.
0: What
1: does it look like? I I want him to be able to come home from work and leave work at work and play with our kids and pray for our kids and talk about Jesus to our kids and be that leader that I. feel he should, that he can be, um, in our family and point me to Christ when I'm not being that person that I need to be, because I know I'm not, um, and just, I don't know that I I want him to lead our family. That's what I want. I want him outside of the providing for us. I want him to be emotionally there. that's what I feel like a 10 would be to be able to, for him to come home and you know, those like movies that you see, the dad comes home and is playing with his kids and hugging his wife. And that's, that's what I want. I don't know. That's cheesy, but
0: that's what I want. It's not cheesy. I mean, it's, it's um, yeah, it's, I think it's genuine. I think it's what you, I believe you when you say that that's what you want. Yeah. yeah. What about you, John?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I I do play with the kids a lot, actually. And when I come home, I do. And um, but yeah, I mean, I, I want I just want to see. I think I I know I do lack the biggest thing I lack in is leading the family, you know, religiously. And um, I didn't really growing up. I, I never went to church or anything like that. I was. Um, since meeting our CEO is when I you know became a follower so i it doesn't come natural to me and I think that's the the biggest part that affects our relationship is the fact that I don't do that because I know I, it just doesn't come natural to me and it's even though i you know I do believe in Christ and, and I just I just I don't know it it just doesn't it's never a my top priority it seems like even though it should be yeah and that that's my biggest fault. That's what I think is my biggest fault is that, and I think that affects everything else
0: yeah I mean it's hard uh so I'll just I'll just like I lead a ministry to try to help men lead well, right, and I still mm-hmm. feel like I suck at it, <laughs> and uh it's all I think about all day so um I think the desire that you have for your husband to lead in that way is such an honorable thing. I think it's the thing. God will use you in his life to help him become that man. You are, when when Adam and Eve were created, God said, Let us make for him a helper. Um, and you are John's helper. Like you you're his helper to become the man that God wants him to be. Um, and hopefully you see yourself in that role. Less of like a I just I demand this of you, and more of I'm joining God and helping you be the man that I know he's called you to be and that he desires you to be. And I'm in for the long haul. So that's a, that's a paradigm shift, right? Like that's a mental shift. You have to think through like, I'm not going to get everything I want here today, but I do see what God's doing in his life. And it's going to be a slow process of me being used by God to help him become the man that he's going to be and vice versa. Same with you, John, for her. Um, so, I mean, it's hard. Like, that 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 picture that you painted of, like, the dad coming through and, and, and leading the family spiritually, that is amazing. I really, truly believe that God will use you to help him be that. But it's also, like, that's hard and it's rare. Not to say we shouldn't go, go after it, but it is hard and it's rare. And, and it'll need lots of patience on your end. you're in the middle of these tense moments when you're in like the fours and the threes and the twos and the ones and the zeros. Uh, and you're like, man, life is hard. Marriage is hard. Are you guys willing to say to each other instead of you aren't doing this, you aren't doing this, you aren't doing this. Are you willing to point that back to yourself? Can you just change your language and say, here's what I'm feeling in this moment. If instead, if John for her, like if she said, um, you never watch this movie with me. You never snuggle on the couch with me. You're never present with me. If instead she said, I just feel really lonely or I feel really like empty. Can you help me? Would that feel less threatening to you?
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, sure.
0: Yeah. And for you, if if you were to say like, I I just feel like I've been working hard and I just feel like I kind of feel scared about our finances or I feel scared about work or I don't feel like I'm doing a good job as a provider. Can you just make me feel loved and respected? Um, Would that do better for you if he said that?
1: Absolutely. (laughs) And the funny thing is he has done that Mm.
0: sometimes.
1: And when he does that, my whole anxiety, or my whole, and if I'm even if I'm mad at that moment, like we're fighting, but he tells me in that way, my, my anger will go away because yeah. I can feel for him, and I can have compassion for him at that
0: time mm-hmm.
1: because I know I I can feel that he's upset or anxious or whatever, rather than he's putting that off on us in a different way. Yep. Yeah.
0: So I I what was that?
1: I said, I wish it were more like
0: that. Yeah. So I always say to myself, to other guys, uh, anger is never the first emotion. You guys are both feeling like kind of angry, but that's like, that's like level three, go down two, three levels. You're not just angry. Like you're feeling something else. You're feeling insecure. You're feeling scared. You're feeling hurt. You're feeling vulnerable. Those are really your first emotions. And then, over time and bitterness builds up and now you're just angry and now it just feels like you're just clashing because you're angry, but you're not really angry. You're probably scared on both ends. Um, And so if you could communicate with each other that feeling, the number one feeling, instead of the number three feeling, which is scared, you probably will come at each other with way more compassion Um, because anger usually comes across as accusatory. I'm mad at you. But if you can get below that to say like, what am I really feeling? And if you can communicate, I feel scared. I feel scared about our marriage. I feel scared about us as parents. I feel scared about our finances, whatever it is. Like you guys are two normal, healthy, intelligent people, like compassionate people. I can see it in both of you. Like if you were to say to either one of each other, like either of each other, I feel scared right now. I can almost guarantee the other person's going to, they're not so hard hearted that they're going to say, yeah, whatever. I don't care. You know, does that make sense? Yeah, it does.
1: And it's, it's a hundred percent true. I can come to John and when I come at him and that, what you're, what you're telling me when I tell him I'm afraid or I'm anxious rather than automatically getting mad and that I need him, his response is so much more different to me. And he's much more compassionate and loving in those moments. I just, like I said, my bitterness has gotten to a point where Mm -hmm. my anger is just the number one thing that comes out of me.
0: Yeah. Yep. And that just takes... Yeah. What were you going to say?
1: I was going to say, I don't know how to backtrack to a better place and and get rid of the bitter roots inside of my heart, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I think some of it's prayer. Um, I think our hearts are deceitful. And so praying to God, like, God, would you show me my heart? What's really going on in my heart? Um, Can you like peel away the anger so I can actually see what's actually happening? That's a prayer that God could reveal that to you. And then just lots of self-awareness time alone, like spend time as my, every chance you get to just be self-aware and to ask yourself constantly, what am I really feeling? Um, And try to take the anger away, set it aside, say, what am I really feeling right now? And I imagine like I can, we've been talking for 30 minutes and I would say immediately that I think what you're feeling is you're scared. Um, When I, one of the first questions I asked you, you started crying, which just shows me that like the anger went away for you, set the anger aside and immediately you felt vulnerable. And that's what I think your number one emotion is. Is you feel you feel vulnerable, you feel scared. You feel scared in your marriage, you feel scared as a mom. Do you feel like that's accurate? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
1: I'm scared for all of it.
0: Yeah. And so as a man, like I bet you John can step into that, his God given gift and ability for you and to help you become the woman that God desires you to be. Is we as men love to protect. Like it's in our blood, it's in our DNA. We love to protect. And I would even imagine based on John's personality that he has, can protect the vulnerable well, that you usually guys that are like uh, kind of in their head, not thinking emotionally are protectors even more so. Um, and when he hears like you're vulnerable, when you approach him that way, when you say, hey, I feel scared and vulnerable, his like man, his manliness to say, I want to protect that. I imagine he would want to step into that. As opposed to you coming angry, where he's just saying like, ah, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a turtle and just like protect myself with the shell and try to get away from the fiery arrows that you're throwing at me right now." Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: Is John? Do you just dis- or do you agree with that or disagree? Is it? Yeah, it's, it's
2: pretty accurate. I, I
0: agree.
2: Yeah.
1: I think the biggest thing with all of that too, though, is that because you, when you talk about prayer. And like praying for each other i find it very hard for john i've asked him at times when i have been in that very vulnerable state and have asked him specifically you know i need you to pray for me right now and i don't know if it's because he didn't come growing up in that you know and i think for men in general prayer is a very hard thing for men to come by especially grow up in the christian church yeah and i understand because i grew up in the you know in the christian church and um i grew up yeah in that era and um i think it's just really hard for him but when i ask him to do it and i'm vulnerable about it he still doesn't do it Yeah. and he'll do it one night and i'm like i really like i really need you to pray for me i really need you and i'll text him too like i need you to pray for me and i feel like he just texts back yeah like i'll pray for you but I don't think he actually does. And I think that that's another like really frustration with it. Cause I know you're saying all of this and and I'm finding like, I can see the good parts of what John does, but I think that that's like a bigger part of it that he doesn't do. Does that Mm -hmm. make sense Mm -hmm. that I want him to, um, especially when I need it, especially when I'm going through hard times, you know, being a stay at home mom and, all of that and the chaos that I have here at home, like another logical thing that he could do something tangible that he could do. I feel like he just doesn't. And I don't know why. Yeah. Especially when I ask in that hurting vulnerable way.
0: Yeah. Um, Well, I imagine that he probably feels like uh, you've just asked him to speak a language that he doesn't know. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And that's hot. Like, that's a ten, that's 10 level marriage like him like praying for you is like man that let's get there for sure but if we're at a four like he's probably like nightly prayers or what can even consistent praying over you and for you that's a goal but like i don't know if that's like this week's goal and if that's your standard that you're going to be you're going to keep being bitter towards him
1: being disappointed yeah yeah
0: that i mean that's sure. going to be an impossible standard to to reach um
1: I guess my expectation has been very high. Yeah. Of what I expect John as a husband and as a father to do. And I think that that has caused a lot of rift between us. Yeah. Because I expect too much.
0: Well, there's a fine balance between uh, God is going to use you to help each other become the people he wants you to be. And so you push each other but you also do it with so much grace because we're human and we're broken and nothing exposes our humanness and our sinfulness and our brokenness more than marriage. Nothing. And so when I first met Layla, I felt strong emotions towards her very quickly. And, uh, probably within like three weeks I was like, I'm going to marry this girl. And I just straight up told her like, I love you. I, I, I'm totally falling in love with you. And she just stared at me like (laughs) No emotion, just like stared at me. She didn't say she loved me back. And I was like, oh crap, like this is it. Like this is the end of our relationship. I think it took her two or three weeks later. I was um, at home. I was talking to my mom on the phone and she had baked me a cake and she wrote the words, I love you on the cake. And for her, that was like, she had been thinking about that for weeks. Like I'm going to tell him I love him. uh, But she literally couldn't say it. She couldn't say she had to like write it down uh, on a cake. And for me, it didn't really speak my language because I'm like, like, I want to hear you say it, right? Like, I want to feel your emotions. I want to hear you say it. But for her, it was a huge step. And that was like, you know, obviously weeks into our relationship. Now, Layla to this day, eight years into marriage later, still has a hard time like verbally processing the nicest things I've ever heard Layla say about me are from that I hear from friends and coworkers. Her friends and coworkers will say, oh my gosh, Layla says this about you and this about you and this about you. But I've never heard her say those things about me. Um, But before she goes to work, sometimes she'll write me a note, like a 30-word note. Uh, And to me now, I'm like, that means the world to me. It means the world to me that she took the time to write a few sentences to tell me how much she loves me. Um, But all we're doing there is compromising. Like, I want a 10, right? Right. I want to sit down and I want you to tell me all the words of affirmation because that's my love language. But she's like, I I can't do that. That's a different language to me. That's not how I express love. And so for her, it's just, I'm going to write you a note when I go to work and tell you three sentences. And we're learning to appreciate those little steps. So that's a long way of me saying, I think for today, take your expectations of 10, what your 10 is, and just bring it down. If you both agree that you're a four or less today, What's the next level, like if he uh writes a note or sends a text that says, "I'm praying for you, seriously, I am I just prayed for you would that could that feel huge to you like would would that would that even though it's not nightly prayers, would that still feel really valuable? Can you get there in your mind i guess is what I'm asking
1: I feel like I can get there if it's been a good day oh yeah uh, yeah i just yeah. For sure. I just want him to be able to do that. And he, and he has on occasion.
0: I can tell you guys, like I, I you're just not that far away. I promise. <laughs> like you're, you're not that far away even from like a six or a seven. <laughs> not, not that we, we throw numbers on marriage scales, but yeah. me, um, I think you deeply love each other. I think you're just speaking different languages.
2: Yeah.
0: And, uh, and, and, and part of when, and this is for you, John, uh, part of when Jesus says that you will love your wife the way that Jesus loves the church is for you to die to yourself every day. Um, part of you dying, dude, is going to be like, man, I should probably write my wife a note as like painful as that it is for you. To write a note, not painful because you don't believe those things, but painful because it's just hard to like actually get yourself to do it, um, because it's not a natural way to express love. Um, that's dying. That's saying, even though everything in my flesh doesn't want to do this, I'm just going to do it. Like I'm going to have a 20 minute conversation with her and let her know I really am in this. Like I, I want to love you well, and and those those are the little dying. It's not like the, we always think of dying as like, I'd take a bullet for you, which duh, like any of us dudes would do that. Right. But dying is like the little stuff, you know, it's it's the little like, all right, if you just love this friggin' bachelor episode, like I'll sit on the couch with you and watch this with you and I'll hold your hand because I'm going to die to myself today. Um, And then for you, Rosio is to say like, Hey, I see that. Like when you get up off the couch and he sat through that that whole episode of whatever with you, you say like, babe, I respect that. And it it means the world to me that you did to like verbally acknowledge, uh, what he did and just to, to cheer each other on like that. That's marriage. Like summed up two broken people, like trying to cheer each other on towards what Christ has for us instead of pushing each other away out of anger.
2: Yeah.
0: Is this helpful? Do you feel like this is helpful stuff or you feel like where you, what are you feeling in this moment?
2: No, I feel so it's, it's helpful. I mean, like I said, I think Rocio mentioned in the beginning, we haven't, you know, we stopped going to, you know, counseling and stuff like that, and it's, it's been helpful. I know that it helped during that time when we were going, and this has been helpful, you know, to kind of uh, have a, a neutral party, <laughs> give us, a, you know, give us advice, and also just let us, let us see an unbiased view you know, right. of our relationship. Bring us back to reality. Yeah a little bit obviously you don't know the details but for the most part i mean you know we're not making things up and we're telling you what's going on so yeah i think if you know. I think we're trying
1: to cover up a lot of the the junk and the, the mess of our relationship
2: but yeah so. i think that it's definitely helped
0: yeah here's the thing with like the junk like the mess um those are all symptoms. Like yeah, I'm sure you guys have nasty fights, and if we had a hidden camera in your house and we watched you guys fight, it would be so embarrassing. That's true for every single person on the planet, like that. But that, but that's just a symptom, right? The the way you guys fight, the things that you guys say, all that stuff is just like sim. It's all ugliness. But like at the root of it, and this is why I feel like I really do have hope for you guys, because at the root of it, it's not that complicated like you're not missing each other by huge marks here it's it's showing itself in really ugly ways but i don't think you guys are that far off um if you just were willing to make some little tweaks to die to yourself to s- lower expectations i think those are going to be some of the huge ones for you john it will be to die to yourself to die to like some of parts of you that's like man it was easier to be a single dude and just like have quiet and to keep things to myself and now i have a wife and these little ones demanding a lot from me and uh, that's what you signed up for, man. And so you just say like, "All right, this this is hard." And I died to myself today, and I, I'm gonna serve my family. And and trust me, so Rosio, when he's when he's doing that in his mind, uh, you're gonna be like, "What the heck? You're not dying to yourself. All you did was friggin' sit through the show. How hard is that? That's not dying, but for him, it is dying. Uh, to say a prayer for you, to text you a loving note, to, like, these li- things that will feel really small to you." are him dying to himself. And it's so crucial for you to say like, I see that, I recognize it, I'm thankful for it, and I respect you. That's gonna be huge for you. Lower those expectations a little bit. Cheer each other on. All right. Can I pray with you guys? Yeah, sure. I'll pray for you guys, okay? Um. Yeah, Jesus... God, you, for some reason, created this whole marriage thing. And um, I think, God, it was because we just are exposed and it's 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 proving to all of us who are married how much we need you. Um, and God, I just pray for this marriage that you would protect them. That God, the the enemy has snuck in so many little lies about each other and about where they are in their marriage. God, I pray by your Holy Spirit that you would speak to them truth, Um, God, that they are on the same team, that they're not opposing teams, that they're not trying to one-up each other or get around each other, but God, that you are moving them towards each other for your glory and for their good. Um, God, would they lay down their lives constantly, daily, hourly for each other? Would they find their most joy in you and so that they wouldn't have to find it in each other, that they would just be satisfied in you and you alone. And as a result, that they would overflow that love towards each other. Uh, We love you, God. Protect this marriage. Would they fall deeply in love? God, I pray for a 10, God, that they would be madly in love with each other for the sake of your gospel, for the sake of your glory, for the sake of their good and for their children. God, would you bring this marriage to its healthiest spot, God, um, by your grace. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Hang in there, you guys. I, I, let's. Can we check in? Can we check in like a few weeks from now and just, we don't have to record it. <laughs> well, uh, unless you guys want to. I, people might be curious after uh, they listen to it, but, um, you know, we can just check in personally. I just would, I'll keep praying for you over the next couple of weeks and I just love to hear how you're doing and what's like working and what's not. Obviously this is like 50 minutes of talking. There's no, we're not going to solve any major problems here. Um, but by God's grace, hopefully you just get some reminders and can keep pressing towards each other. Um, when's the last time you went on a date?
1: Um, well, my mom was here after the baby was born. She just left yesterday and we got one date since the baby's been born.
0: So a week ago, a week ago, Yeah, what'd you guys do?
1: Went for sushi. Nice. Just went yeah. out and sat. baby did come with us, but he was quiet. So he slept the whole time. How, but we just
0: sat ho- How hard is it for you guys to get a babysitter?
1: Um, not that hard. Uh, we have somebody from our church that babysits, babysat when we were pregnant, um, the older kids. So I'm sure she'd be more than willing to come now.
0: Yeah. You know, and yeah. Uh, okay, I'm going to give you guys $100. And I want you to go on a nice date, take each other out, uh, either to a movie or <laughs> to a nice dinner or whatever sounds fun to you, whatever you guys like to do, uh, mm-hmm. and just go treat each other and just love on each other and don't be stressed out about money and, um, just go enjoy each other. Okay.
1: No, thank you. We, yeah, appreciate, we appreciate that. that. That's That's, yeah. You didn't have
2: to. Yeah, but that you, It's more than generous. Thank you very much.
0: Of course. All right, you guys have a good rest of your day. Yeah.
1: Right. Thank you.
0: I just want to thank John and Rocio again for hanging out and being so vulnerable. Uh, That was super brave of them to share so openly and vulnerably. I hope that you got something out of this podcast for you as in your own marriage. Uh, They also reached out to me afterwards and said that they're deeply considering coming on the dad tired marriage cruise, which would be super cool to meet them in person uh, for me and for you. So if you haven't already signed up, go to dadtired.com forward slash cruise, sign up for the dad tired cruise uh, marriage cruise in 2020. I look forward to having you on that. Thanks again for listening. If this episode was helpful, leave a review. Make sure to subscribe. We'll see you next week. Later.